do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. This podcast is brought to you by Ultra Rapid Acting Inhaled Insulin. Have you ever taken the time to reflect back on your past month with type 1 diabetes? If you have, what have you learned? And if you haven't, what do you hope you could learn if you took the time to do this? Every month of the podcast, I take some time and reflect back on my life with type 1 diabetes over the past month. And I hope that this is a process that's helpful for you in hearing that you're not alone, but also to give you a model for a process that you can use in your own life as you reflect back. Welcome to the Live Free with T1D podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes knowledge is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Kamen. And on this episode of the podcast, I reflect back on my last month with type 1 diabetes. I look at my diabetes management, my mental health challenges and wins, as well as my new diabetes management tool that I've been using. And I give you all the details, both good and challenging, in this episode. I hope this episode helps you see that you are not alone in your challenges, in your wins, in your questions, in your life with type 1 diabetes. Let's get to it. Hey there, Dr. Mark here. Today is August the 1st, 2023. And as I've done over the past several months, I'm spending today's podcast episode reflecting back on my past month with type 1 diabetes. My mental health challenges, my diabetes management, and how I've integrated diabetes into my life. And I hope that by doing this, you're able to see yourself in my stories. I hope that you're able to see that the challenges that you experience are not unusual at all, even for a diabetes professional. I hope that you're able to see that you are doing okay in your life with type 1 diabetes. So to start off, I want to do a time and range review from last month. So in the past 30 days, my time and range has been 72%. I've been 5% very high, 20% high, 72% in range, 2% low, and 1% very low. And this is a 4% drop since the prior 30-day period. So last month, my time in range was 76% uh, over the past 30 days, and this month, 72%. I'm actually fairly happy with these numbers. And one thing I'm really happy about is I've noticed that I've gone low a whole lot less. Now, I'm still going low. As you can see, I'm 2% low and then 1% very low. But that being said, that's a big change from before where I was in the 4 and 5% low. 
And the decrease in lows has been a really big impact on my life. I'm not waking up at night to treat my lows. I'm not having to interrupt my workouts or interrupt my work to be able to deal with lows and to recover from them. So going low a lot less has been super helpful for me. In terms of my mental health, the lows have definitely helped a lot. I've noticed in reflecting back over the past month that overall, my emotional health and my relationship with diabetes has been fairly strong, fairly good, with one exception. It's summertime, and so I'm trying to do whatever I can to have fun. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the pool. I'm having barbecues. And in that process, I have noticed that I'm a little bit more lax than I want to be around what I'm eating and how I'm bolusing and how I'm managing my diabetes overall. Now, my time and range is good, and I'm very happy with that. My highs are a little bit higher than I want them to be. But that being said, I feel like in some ways, this last month, I've lost a little bit of traction in remembering why managing diabetes is important to me. It's important not because of the numbers on the screen. The numbers on the screen are just helpful tools in helping me see where I'm going. But it's important because when my blood sugars aren't in range as much as I want them to be, especially when they're high, it makes a big difference in my quality of life. And I've noticed more over the past month, there there have been days or at least parts of days when I haven't felt great. And I can attribute that to my lack of attention and really my lack of why as to why managing diabetes is important to me. I think that sometimes we get in this cycle of, you know, we ask ourselves, why is managing diabetes important to you? And you say, well, I want to be healthy, all right? It's important to me because I want my doctor to be happy with me or I want my numbers to be in a good place. And I'm going to be very blunt with you. That is not a good enough reason. And that's evidence in what happened to me over the past month. If you don't have a good why, I want to enjoy my summer and I want to be fully present with my family. That's a great why. I want to be able to focus on my work and out on my diabetes. Then it gets so easy for us to not pay attention or not pay as good of of attention to our diabetes management as we really want to. So I've noticed that for myself, my why has been missing in my mind. And so in August, I really want to recommit to my why. Why is it important for me this month to manage my diabetes well? And it's not because of the numbers. It really isn't. And we can fool ourselves to say, yes, I really want my A1C to be below 6.5, or I really want my time range to be above 80%. But in the end, that's just vanity. What's important is what those numbers allow you to do. When you feel better about yourself, when you feel better in your body, what does that allow for in your life? And I challenge you to think about that. Because I challenge myself to think about that as well. Why do I really want to manage my diabetes well this month? Well, in August, I'm traveling a lot. I'm going on vacation. I'm going on a really fun work trip. And I really want to be able to enjoy those things. And if my blood sugars are not in range as much as I want them to be, if they're not in range, you know, 70 to 75% of the time, it's going to be really hard for me to enjoy those trips and those adventures as much as I want to. And so keeping in mind your own why as you manage your diabetes and making sure that that why is very concrete and really meaningful to you is so important. So I want to take a minute and look back on my July. 
and talk about the things that I did and also a big change that I made to my diabetes management. So I have to tell you, I had a really fun July. At the beginning of the month, I went to the fair. We have a great fair here in San Diego. I love it so much. And so I went to the fair and had all kinds of great food. I went to several baseball games. I'm a huge Padres fan, for those of you who don't know. And so going to baseball games is a big part of my life. And so I was able to go and cheer on my Padres. Sometimes they won, sometimes they lost, but nonetheless had a great time. Um, I spent a lot of time at the pool and on the tennis court. And also, I went on a trip to visit my in-laws, which was a lot of fun, uh, up in the Northwest, and be able to see them, to be able to see family, and really to see my daughter interact with her grandparents. It's so much fun to see that relationship form. But these things had a big impact on my diabetes management. You know, going to the fair, and you know that the fair is full of food that uh, is challenging to bolus for. And the fair is one of those days where I told myself, I'm not going to really care so much about my blood sugars. I'm going to do my best to manage them. But in the end, it's more important for me today to be able to enjoy the fried butter and the fried Oreos and the fried cheese curds than it is to keep my blood sugars in range. Now, I actually did a pretty good job of keeping my blood sugars in range. But to be able to give myself that freedom for that day within a set of boundaries was so helpful for me. The same thing is true for my visit to my in-laws. You know, my in-laws are notorious for having lots and lots of really great snacks in the house. And I, for one, have a really hard time saying no to things that are in front of my face. That's why at my house, I try to keep the snacks away or not have them at all because I know that if I have them, I have a hard time saying no. And then I have to bolus and kind of keeping on managing my blood sugars. And then diabetes becomes part more part of my life than I want it to be. But while there, I gave myself permission um, to not really care that much. Of course, I cared about my blood sugars, but I gave myself permission to give myself some flexibility in that way. And that was helpful. But I'm home now. And it was helpful to do it while I was there in a contained way. And now that I'm home, I can focus on my blood sugar management and on my life and on my mental health in a different way. And that's what's important, is that in the summertime especially, when we're doing all kinds of fun things, it's okay to take a day off. Now, that doesn't mean don't bolus for your food or don't check your blood sugar, no. But what it means is don't worry so much about the numbers. Do what you can to manage, but also give yourself flexibility, as long as you're feeling okay, to do what you wanna do, to eat the food that you wanna eat, to not exercise or exercise, or to do things that you normally wouldn't do on a daily basis. But the great thing about this is it's in a container. It's for a day or two days or maybe even a week. And in that process, you can see that the context that you're in matters. And the context and the flexibility that you have within that context changes depending on where you are. And that's a huge lesson for you to learn. Now, to add to my adventures in July with my diabetes management, I decided to try something very new with my blood sugar management. I was at the American Diabetes Association scientific sessions back in late June, and I had some conversation with some folks who encouraged me to give the Omnipod 5 a shot. And so I did. And I was lucky that I already had an appointment scheduled by endocrinologist a couple of days later. And so I asked her to write me a prescription for the Omnipod 5, and she did. And I want to tell you a little bit about my experience with the Omnipod 5 so far. 
And first of all, I'll tell you that for the most part, it's been great. However, it has not been without its challenges. And I'll talk about both sides of the coin right now. So first of all, getting the prescription for the Omnipod 5 was so easy. Unlike other pumps where you have to go through a process with the company and your insurance company and all those things, the Omnipod 5 comes to the pharmacy. And so it was almost exactly like getting a prescription for insulin. My doctor sent a prescription for the Omnipod 5 starter kit, as well as for some extra pods, to CVS near my house. And a day later, I went to pick it up. Came in a couple boxes. And what I really liked about it was, first of all, the simplicity of getting the system. And also, I could keep my other insulin pump. I use the Tandem Control IQ. I still have that pump, and I still have lots of supplies and a prescription to continue getting supplies. And so I can actually use both pumps, not at the same time, but you know, whenever I want to switch back and forth, I can do that. No problem at all. When thinking about expanding your diabetes management toolkit, you may not be thinking about insulin. There haven't been a lot of new insulins to put in your toolbox. Sure, there are different brands, but nothing really unique when it comes to insulin delivery, except for Afrezza. Afrezza, insulin human inhalation powder, is unique because it's the only ultra-rapid-acting inhaled insulin available. It's a man-made, orally inhaled insulin and is used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes without the need for mealtime insulin injections. Once you inhale Afrezza into your lungs using the inhaler, it will start reducing your blood sugar in about 12 minutes. And it's out of your bloodstream within 1.5 to 3 hours, depending on the dose. Keep in mind that Afrezza must be used with basal insulin in people who have type 1 diabetes. To learn more about inhaled insulin, visit www.afrezza.com. That's A-F-R-E-Z-Z-A dot com. Afrezza is a rapid-acting inhaled insulin used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes mellitus. Afrezza may cause serious side effects, including sudden lung problems, low potassium, and heart failure. Afrezza is not for patients with chronic lung disease, such as asthma or COPD. Tell your doctor if you smoke, recently stopped smoking, have ever had kidney or liver problems, a history of lung cancer, or if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Most common side effects are low blood sugar, cough, and sore throat. Severe low blood sugar can be fatal. Do not replace basal insulin with Afrezza. Afrezza is not for use to treat diabetic ketoacidosis. Do not take Afrezza if you are allergic to insulin. Talk to your doctor before changing your Afrezza dose. Blood sugar may need to be checked more frequently. The setup for this system was super simple. And first of all, let me say, I love the box that came in. Their tagline is simplify life. And isn't that what we all want to do in our life with type 1 diabetes? We want to make it simple. Setting up the system was super simple. I already have an insulin pump, and so I was able to just take the, take the settings from my old pump and put them in my new pump and then get started. And the things I've noticed over the past month that have been super helpful for me were that having no tubes is actually a really great experience. I've been wearing an insulin pump for the past more than 20 years, probably 23 years. And for most of that time, I have had a tube attached to me. And 
like I say, it's almost like it's my third arm or my third leg. It's always with me. So I get out of bed in the in the morning and I make sure that my tube is not tangled or that my pump is in my pocket. I change my clothes and I, you know, naturally reach for my tube to make sure that it's out of the way. Or I leave my house and I naturally tap for my pump or my tube to make sure that it's there because I have left my house without my pump way too many times. But now that I don't have a tube attached to me and that's just a pod that's on my body all the time, it's actually been freeing to not have to have that thing hanging from me. Now, having a two pump is is actually awesome as well. It's not a huge issue for me. But let me tell you, the, the difference for me has been, you know, I would say freeing. Now, it also comes with a PDM. And the PDM is called a personal diabetes manager, I think, or something like that. And I use that to give myself boluses or to, you know, look at my blood sugar or a variety of things. It's, it's basically the control center for the pump. You can't control the pump uh, on the pump because it's just a pod. So you have to have an external device. And I'll tell you right now, this is the biggest challenge for me with the Omnipod 5. Um, so first of all, they have an Android app, but I'm an iPhone user. And so right now they don't have an iPhone app. Hopefully they will very soon. I know it's going through the FDA. But having to remember a second device all the time um, can be challenging. And I'll be honest, over the past month, there have been a couple times when I have left my house and I've realized that my PDM is still plugged into the wall or sitting on my dresser or not with me. And that's a big problem. And if your PDM is not with you, the pump is still giving you insulin and it's actually still adjusting your basal rates based on your Dexcom data. However, you're not able to bolus. And I would say that's one big downside. If I could do it with my phone, and I should say when I can do it with my phone, that's going to be an amazing upgrade. Another big challenge that I've had is I've had a couple of pods that have ripped off because I've been wearing them on my thighs or on my arm, and I forget that it's there. And so I take my shirt off um, at night to go to bed, and all of a sudden the pod rips off with it. Now, that being said, when that happens, not a big deal. I take out another pod and put it back on. But it also, it's wasted some insulin, which really bothers me. I don't like to waste insulin at all. And also, it is, um, it's just annoying. You know, when the pod rips off of you, that's not a fun, a fun thing. But it also reminds me that when I have to replace it, whether it's when the pod is expired after three days or when I rip something off, that the replacement process is actually super simple. You put insulin in the pod, you put it on your body, you push a button on the PDM, and it automatically inserts into your body and you're on your way. Um, it's not a, not a really um, intensive process to change a pod, which is awesome. One thing that I found is exercise with the pod has actually been incredible. It's been super easy to exercise. The adhesive is amazing. And I've had no problem with lows while exercising, um, as well as no problems with getting tubes in the way or remembering to retach my pump after I finish exercising. It's already there. It's taken care of me, and there's been no issues. One thing that I've realized is that with the Omnipod, I need to take a lot more insulin. And for a little while, that was actually a little bit scary. Um, I had to readjust and become much more aggressive in my boluses. That's just the way the Omnipod algorithm is designed. And so getting over that wasn't a fear, but, you know, a shock of how much insulin taking for certain meals um, was a learning curve. But I got some feedback from my doctor 
and other folks using the Omnipod 5. And they told me that this was going to be necessary. And so I was prepared for it. And even though the numbers were a little bit shocking, it was not unexpected. And I was able to, you know, certainly get to a place where that was more comfortable very quickly with that support and with that education. And finally, I've had a lot fewer lows, which has been incredible. I don't think I realized how much lows were impacting my life. I was having maybe one or two every couple of days. And now I'm having about one a week. And I will tell you the stress of not having lows, of not having to interrupt my sleep or my workout or my work has actually been a big weight lifted off of my shoulders. So what did I learn? I've learned a couple of things in this process. First is that it's helped for me personally to change things up every once in a while, to keep me on my toes and make sure that I'm managing my diabetes in the best way possible. I know how easy it is for me to get stuck in my ways and stuck in my patterns of doing things. And so mixing it up and trying new things, even for a little bit of time, is extremely helpful and giving me perspective on how to do things differently and how there's not just one way to manage diabetes. I've also realized how important reducing my lows has been in reducing my stress. I talked about this a minute ago, but I'll say it again. Having fewer lows with diabetes is incredible, especially if my blood sugars on the high side are managed well. Um, but having fewer lows for me has been an incredible learning and a big surprise in this process. So let me take a minute and sum up my experience with the Omnipod 5 so far. First of all, you may be asking yourself, are you going to stick with it? And the answer is yes for the time being. I like the Omnipod 5 right now. And by no means committed to it, I have the flexibility to go back to my control IQ, and I might do that at some point. But right now, I like it. I like the fact that there's no tubes. I like the fact that my blood sugars are in a range more often and that I'm not going low as much. But I've also been thinking, what would make me go back? And there are a couple things. One is if there's no iPhone app soon. I know that the iPhone app is with the FDA right now. So we're just playing a waiting game until it's approved. But right now, having a PDM as well as my iPhone in my hand all the time is a little bit cumbersome. And as I mentioned before, I have forgotten my PDM at home, which has been a big pain in the behind. Also, I really want to try the Dexcom 7, and I have not had a chance to do that yet, mostly because there's no pump that integrates with it. And so as soon as one of the pumps, whether it's the Omnipod 5 or Control IQ, starts integrating with Dexcom 7, that's what I want to try right away. And so if that happens to Control IQ first, I will be going back. It's also reminded me that summer is amazing. And it's important to remember to have fun in the process of summer. And whatever tool that you use to manage your diabetes, you want to make sure that that fits into the lifestyle that you want to be living in the summer or really all year round. And so, you know, as you're thinking about, you know, do I change? Do I stay the same? Do I try something new? Think about what's going to integrate with your life the best. And by trying something new, will that help you gain perspective? The answer may be yes, maybe no. But I want to remind you that it's important for you to focus on your life, your summer, your fall, your work, your family first, and let your diabetes management tools integrate to those things and not the other way around. It's also reminded me that each person has their own perspective. 
I know I can get stuck in my own ways of saying the only way to manage diabetes for me or for you is this way. And that's just simply not true. I've showed myself that by changing from control IQ to the Omnipod 5 over the past month. Everyone has their own way of managing diabetes that fits into their lifestyle, their personality, and their needs and wants. And there's no right or wrong way of doing it. Having the freedom and flexibility to make choices about how we manage our diabetes is so critical for our mental health. So however you choose to manage your diabetes, amazing. As long as you're making that choice for you and what's best for you. And if you can do that, you're going to find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use starting right now to reduce your stress and find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes. And today, your plan of action is reflect back on your past month with type 1 diabetes. Take five minutes and ask yourself these questions. How was my diabetes management? How was my mental health? And what happened in my life that was fun, challenging? And how did my diabetes interact with that? And what can I learn from that experience to be able to take that forward and improve my life, improve my blood sugars, my mental health, and my quality of life with type 1 diabetes? If you answer those questions, you are well on your way to having a life full of freedom, flexibility, and peace of mind with type 1 diabetes along for the ride. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you could have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.